rising on an emerging generation of kings. Awesome. Are you loving the series? We're almost done with the series. I think the next week is going to be the last week in the series. And guess what? First service next week is going to be under influence. Look at somebody say, I'm under influence. I know that they say don't drive under influence, but the only way to drive on Kingdom Highway is under influence. Shabayata. In fact, I, if, I, if, I, if I think about it, we might change the, the title of the message to uh, the theme for the Sunday to Drive Drunk. Uh, it might be a little edgy. We'll discuss it on leadership. Drive Drunk. Because you have to be drunk to drive away demons. Some of you all are not hearing that. You have to be drunk to drive away certain cycles, patterns, the obnoxious tendencies and encroachment of hell. You have to be drunk. To look at a demon-possessed person who calls himself Legion. And you tell him, get right here. Do you know who I be? Who are you again? Come on, somebody give God praise. <laughs> the songs that celebrate grace. Zuzu Zuala. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go real quick. I'm watching my time this morning. Let's go real quick to the book of Acts chapter. Uh, Acts chapter 1. Very quickly, the book of Acts chapter 1. And uh, we'll just focus on verse 8 for the purpose of time. This time around. Marco Soloboya. I feel like some things are about to happen this morning. I feel like somebody's about to get tipsy. Just a little bit. But it's going to be the tip of the iceberg. Because next week you're not going to be tipsy, you're going to be drunk. We're going to be drenched. We're going to be immersed. The reason many people are not seeing what they should see is that you have become too casual. And because you become too casual, you become a casualty. But this morning, God is going to provoke certain things in your spirit. Oh, that amen sounds paralytic. Acts chapter 1 from verse 8. But you shall receive power. Somebody shall power with power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be. So the first thing this power does is that this power does not just start giving you stuff. It makes you something. He didn't say you shall have. He says you shall. You see, you be before you have. That's how come you can be have or behave right. You be right and then you have rights. You be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Then you have a right standing with God that then produces the right things in your life. The right influences in your space. But there is a generation that has become used to having instead of being. So they look for signs and wonders instead of first of all being a sign and a wonder. Oh, is somebody following this right? It's the signs and wonders shall follow you that be leave. So the first and the power of God does, it says when the power comes upon you, what shall happen? You shall what? You shall? You shall? What's the two-letter word? You shall be. You shall? Shout. You shall? Shout aloud. You shall? Somebody say, I shall. I shall be strong, I shall be bold, I shall be wise, I shall be creative, I shall be a witness, I shall be a carrier of kingdom possibilities, I shall be the reason things change. I, I wish I was talking to somebody who was receptive this morning because some of you don't look like you are being already. I said when the power comes upon you, he says you shall receive power and by that power you shall be something. Can I just pray over this house this morning that whatever it is you have been known as before the service that thing changes in your life 
that thing changes in your life. Whatever negative mark, whatever negative trend, whatever negative cycle has become your marker, your identity, the ensign of your presence. It changes this morning in the name of Jesus. That amen sounds like it needs some moi moi and akamu. I'm talking to some people who are saying I refuse to be at the mercies of things and circumstances. I am becoming something else. He says the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. One of the things that will happen to you this morning is that your boldness quotient will go to another level. Boldness, he says. Boldness will go to another level. So you shall be witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem. That's comfortable. At least a little bit because they, they're used to Jerusalem. They're used to that environment. It's a religious environment. So they will not be too weird. They will be weird, but not too weird. They will understand that this is a different religion they're bringing to the culture in Jerusalem. But God is saying, not just Jerusalem, I'm going to send to Judea, outside of your comfort zone. Christianity becomes boring and predictable when you're always operating in your comfort zone. You're not demonstrating power on the bus. You're not demonstrating power in the Yalamala Buka. When somebody says, I'm sick, I say, I know a hospital, I know a good doctor. What happened to the doctor on the inside of you? Oh, come on, somebody. When somebody says, I'm running out of money, what happened to that dimension that says, go and catch fish and open its mouth? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then it says, Samaria. Samaria is where they don't like you. Samaria is where you're not expected. Remember John chapter 4. The woman by the well was a Samaritan woman. The woman said, what has a Jew got to do with the Samaritans? In other words, culturally, we should not be related. But the power of God is universal in its application. <laughs> the power of God is not regimented to an ethnicity, a group of people, a certain population or a certain gender or a certain class of financial level. It says that even though you are Samaritans, this power, somebody say this power is needed everywhere. That's why Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew the person that said to you, give me a drink, you will ask this person for drink. Why does he use living water? John chapter 4, John chapter 7. Why does he use living water? Why does it say out of the belly will flow rivers of water? Because every human being needs water. So every human being needs the Holy Spirit. Every human being needs the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody place your hand on your physical belly. Say, I'm carrying something my generation needs. I can't hear the voices of all the ladies on that side. That looks like fine girls caught this morning. But can you also release your voice and say, I carry something my generation needs. Drink. Say, carry that power. So in Luke chapter 24 verse 49, where we read last week, Luke 24, 49. John, you have the, the outline, the notes on your device. Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem. Tarry in the place of peace. Salem is peace. Jeru place. The place of peace until you are endued with what? Power. Now, I want to quickly paint a scenario for you. Some of you have watched some of this um, Roman movies or this medieval movies or maybe some of you just watch Africa Magic. So anyone, just think about a local environment where there is a king or a king in waiting. Now, maybe the king dies. Let's say the king, the emperor, conqueror, whoever, that person dies. So typically there's a lineage, right? Talk to me this morning. There's a lineage. So there's a king in waiting or a king in training. Now, that king, he can be charismatic, he can be smart, he can be powerful, he can be innovative, he can be creative. But you know that him just showing up on the scene. So for example, maybe Igwe Tupac. <laughs> I'm a shy when I'm a shy. California. Igwe Tupac, I think he actually acted a movie, right? Where it was the Igwe that came from the abroad. And it was forming all of that. 
Now, if he comes with all his exposure and all his charisma, well, wanna be charisma, and all of that, he comes to that place. How many of you know that he does not have the power to rule in that place? Oh, come on, somebody. Some of you are not responding like you have power this morning. And you still confirm that with your silence. How many of you know that he cannot rule that way? Why can he not rule that way? Tell me why. Because it's not his territory, mm, arguably. Give me more. Just shout whether he's right or wrong. Because what? Power has not been conferred to him. Through coronation. Now, what is that power that's not been conferred to him? Is he his personal potential or is it authority? Somebody shout loud. Is he authority or personal potential? Authority. Now, what does authority lead to? Authorization. Or the license to govern or control. Are you following this? So your personal potential is not enough for kingdom assignments. Your personal giftedness is not enough. Your personal beauty is not enough. Your personal charm is not enough. If your personal charm was enough, Peter was charismatic, was a brilliant communicator. He would speak his mind and get out there, come on somebody. John was the lover boy who was emotionally intelligent and he claimed that this is the disciple that Jesus loved. Are you following this right now? Philip was the connector because when they say, show us Jesus, who's Jesus? So he was the social influencer, he was the plug. Philip was the Jesus plug because when the Jews came, the Greeks came, want to see Jesus, it was Philip, right, that they connected with. So they had their personal potential, but Jesus said, I know that you have all those things, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with the dunamis and the exousia required. Because your personal potential has limitations. And man's potential cannot carry out the purposes of God without God's power. In fact, man's potential without God's power will create fleshliness. Human accomplishments. It's going to become humanism with a dab of Christianity. Oh, come on, son. And so many believers are struggling trying to use their personal power to solve spiritual problems. And it manifests in different ways, including legalism, including saying, if I fast a hundred days, this thing will break. But you can fast for a hundred days, but your faith is in your fast, not in God. Oh, come on, somebody. Talk to me this morning. I can see two of my dearest, dearest aunties. I didn't see them earlier in the house. Please, can you celebrate Antonia and Antibiola with us this morning? Come on, give them some love, some warmth. Love you. I couldn't see earlier because of the mask and the lights in my face. So see that now. You can, how many of you know that there have been times in your life where you had faith in your seed and not in God? Oh yeah. Even OG is bearing witness to that. But it might need to be an internal witness. How many of you know it's possible for you to have faith in your fast and not in God? But the word says, the wrath of man, the emotional energy of man does not work out the righteousness of God. Which means that human potential can be used by God, but without God is as good as working against God. Oh yes. So he says, tarry. In other words, sit down. In other words, chill. In other words, wait. See, many of you, you have dreams, ideas, and goals that you're like, let me run. Sometimes God is not saying go. God is saying get ready. He says sit with that energy, with that passion. With that. He says sit because God cannot trust a man to stand for him except he has first of all seen that man sit with him. Sit, tarry. How long did he know? He didn't give him any timeline. We know the timeline. It's somewhere between 42 and 50 days. Pentecost, 50, seven weeks, right? We know that, but they didn't know. In other words, 
They might have thought, ah, Jesus, you have a shop shop now. Shop shop. Chap chap. Chap man. Shop now. To happen. 24 hours. God says, wait. Because some of the weights you have will drop through waiting. Wait the weight out. Wait the weight out. You are so filled with burdens and deadlines and targets and goals that heaven did not give you. Social media is giving you deadlines. People's WhatsApp updates are giving you deadlines. How can my junior be married and I'm not? Junior in what? In age or in destiny. He said, you shall receive because the power, GB, where's my cloak? He said, this power is what can get the job done. Give me the red one. This power, thank you, is what? So you have to be fresh with the illustrations. The red has to match the. <laughs> That's not why. He's saying the problem is, Peter, we're seeing too much of your blazer. So when people come, they don't see the power of God. They see the power of your personal confidence. But I have to break that confidence. <laughs> because that confidence has an expiry date. And I cannot afford for it to expire when I've already placed you on a pedestal for you to represent me. What's the confidence of Peter? Always speaking his mind. Always expressing himself. The believer is not called to express himself. It's called to express his God. Some of you in the name of I must speak my mind, I will speak my mind. You have become mindless. Because you give everybody a piece of your mind and now all the pieces are gone. Are you here somebody? So it does not make me pretentious or whatever. That's not what it means. But it means that Peter sometimes, even though you have a sword, you don't have to cut somebody's ear. Are you aware that Peter, when they came, see this Peter, he thought it was helping Jesus, but it was working against Jesus. Because human potential that is not surrendered to God's power will work against God's purpose. So Jesus says, I must suffer. I must be persecuted. I must go to the cross. Peter said, lie, lie, not under my watch. It will never happen. Do you remember? Matthew 16. And then further along, when they come to, and Jesus rebuked him, get behind me, Satan, because you do not savor the things of God. And then when it came to consummation, when they came to arrest Jesus, guess what? Peter did not learn that lesson. He still took a sword and cut off the ear of Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> Preaching God wrong. <laughs> you just get so which Bible? <laughs> and none of you said anything. You're wondering what manner of rev the pastor has become deeper. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a slip of tongue. He cut, cut off the ear of I think his name is was Malchus, one of the servants of the Roman soldiers. Cut off his ear! Thinking it was helping God. But you're not helping God until your passion comes under the power of God. You're not serving God. So he went through a process. Tarry! Look at somebody and say, waiting is good for you. I don't mean W-E-T-I-N. Waiting is good for you. So you didn't get it. You get it two years, two years. You don't get it. Shall receive power. He says this power... We read it from Amplified Classic last week or TPT, and it says, You'll be clothed with power. You'll be clothed with power. This power will hide, not just hide, it will overshadow your personal challenges. This power will overshadow your personal issues. It will solve them, but there are some of them it will not solve. It's to solve them in attention. Because Paul said, I cried to God many times, let this thorn be removed from my flesh. What did God say? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. 
Because there are certain challenges that God will remove from your life. There are certain challenges that God will keep in your life to keep you in the humility that comes with tension. Some of y'all didn't get it. Otherwise, this power will be for personal consumption. Otherwise, this power, I will use it the way I like. When I've not learned humility and tension, I will use this power thinking it's like African jazz. I want to kill somebody, fall down and die. I want somebody's wife. I attract the person. Kayamata. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because some people use the power of God like that. So how does it demonstrate this power? I want to give us in this service five major things before I speak about authority in the second service. Second service, I'll talk, I'll talk about authorized, licensed to reign. So five major ways in which we see the power of God at work. Number one, it is the power of redemption. Somebody say power of redemption. Your voices sound like you lack power. Somebody shout power of redemption. That's more like you. That's the lowest volume you are permitted to use this morning. Do we have a deal? Do we have a deal? Beautiful. The first demonstration of that power is in redemption. This power is not just the power of acquisition or the power of provocation as some preachers, especially in Africa, have made people believe that this power just send it like lightning to kill somebody in Asia. Just send it like this one. It will knock somebody off their promotion so that you will get, you are a believer, not a juju man. Believer, not a juju man. The power of God is not a talisman. That was the problem with Simon. Simon saw the great power of God. And he went to the apostles and said, let us give you money. So that you can also give me a franchise of this power. Say franchise, kill you there. Sorry, that was 21st century version. So the first thing is understand is the power of of redemption this is key once you don't understand this every other thing will be abused it's the passing and redemption Hosea chapter 13 verse 14 very quickly for time's sake I'll read it for time's sake yeah okay I will ransom them God is speaking about his plan of redemption through the prophet Hosea and in verse 14 says I will ransom them from the power of the grave I will redeem them from death what does it say to death there? Oh my God. I taught you about three weeks ago that death is an enemy, right? Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, the last enemy to be conquered is death. So here it says, God is saying, oh death, what will I be to you? In other words, death, I will finish you. I will torment you. I will afflict you. I will wear you out. I will put some things in your private places. Like I dealt with people trying to steal Abraham's wife. I will torment you. I thought somebody was going to be excited about that. That God says, I will deal with death. Oh, grave, I will be a what? Destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. In other words, when I'm dealing with grave and destruction... I will have no mercy. I will deal with it completely. Now, can I tell you that that has been dealt with in Christ? Are you aware of that? That's why Paul says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Can we celebrate God for just about 15 seconds? Some of you shout louder over your favorite influencer. Some of you shout louder over your favorite team. I need somebody on the keyboard. Oh, some of you shout louder. Can you celebrate God? Do you really believe what I just said? Do you really believe what God said? That death I will be your plagues. Some of you are still sitting down here. I'm not sure you really understand. Is that death I will be your plagues. Give God praise for victory. <laughs> Please be seated. First line, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. Now, I don't want to over explain this, but I need to teach you a little bit here. How many of us are familiar with the word ransom? Ransom? Anybody familiar with it? There was handsome ransom in KPA, not that ransom. 
because this kind of ransom is not always handsome. Jesus was a bloody mess physically on the cross. Now, talk to me. How many of you are familiar with the word ransom? The word ransom is closely connected to what in the Nigerian context? Kidnap. Follow this. Kidnap. It's so funny now, the word is kidnap, but it's adults that are getting napped. Adult nap. And funny enough, they're not napping wherever they take them to. I proclaim over this house, none of us will be kidnapped. None of us will be taken away. Now, there's something I'm trying to train you guys to do. It's going to be long, but we need to get it. You know, when I just proclaimed this gently, you guys said, Amen. When I said, celebrate the finished work of Jesus, you were booted. It's a major issue in Africa. So subconsciously, you celebrate self-preservation more than redemption. And redemption came to save you from yourself. But when I say you will not be kidnapped, you shouted, Amen, louder. than when I said, celebrate God. Are you seeing that some of you all know it. It's a deep issue. It's deep. It's in many churches in Africa. If somebody comes and says, you know, I got saved. Last week's message, my soul was transformed. I stopped being angry. And then people will be like, Dad, last week somebody sent me two million naira. Hey! That means you value money more than the transmission of the soul. Celebrate the victory of Christ in the cross. Now, some people might be like, some people might be like, I feel like it's not natural. Many things that your body has to do, they are not natural. The natural thing is for you to sleep with every woman you like, to steal everything you love, to smoke weed when you're feeling depressed. So when you say, I will not do it, you are not being natural, you are being supernatural. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The carnal man is led by his own feelings and by his own flesh. Even my phone had to fall under the power of that revelation. So let's talk about redemption. Thank you. Kidnap. Now, kidnap means that something, watch this, let's demonstrate a little bit. B, please kidnap <laughs> Toby. Just don't carry out. Somebody's future wife. Just kidnap her. Kidnap. You've been kidnapped. Boom. Scream. Oh, oh, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Kidnap. Now, she's been kidnapped. She's been taken to a place she does not want to be. But she finds herself there against her will follow this now she does not want to be in that dingy half done broken apartment three miles off the coast of nowhere in Ogun State she doesn't want to be there her eyes are closed so she's blind her mouth is shut so she can speak what she really needs to say all she knows is that every now and again because she lives in here Require my would you find you? I don't call to would you be to jungle? Oh, I got to shell it. She's hearing those things. And when she's hearing all those things, what happens? Fear. She's in a place she doesn't like. She's subjected to people she dislikes or hates, terrified by. She's operating under the cloud of fear. Are you following now? And she's hearing strange things. She's trying to fight every now and again when she feels like the, the footsteps have gone. She's trying to break, but the more she's trying to free herself, she's hurting herself. There's a reason the Bible uses the word ransom there. 
So what does this guy call? This guy calls, says, hey, give me your phone. Give me your phone. If you cry there, I'll give you reason to cry more. Anyways. There's one day I told Kamin that <laughs> I said, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you a reason to really cry. I was like, that's not very nice. <laughs> All right. So, so he, he, he gets the number, goes through the number and calls. Someone please call. You know that Ron Kennelly song? I miss the Don Muen. Oh, Travis. <laughs> I, I, so I, I love Travis Green. It's now a green card I'm looking for. Anyway, so calls. A phone call. Yeah, the ransom. A phone call comes across, right? What do they say? What do they say? What did they say? Bring what? Shout it. 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. Even though those people, they've never handled anything more than 500,000 before personally. And a lot of the money they're going to collect is not coming to them. They are the foot soldiers. If you get this illustration, you will understand redemption. So they call and negotiate. Now this guy is boxed up. He's rich and is able to pay any amount. Elon Musk, Baba. Watch this. This is a picture of humanity. The devil kidnapped man. Took man into a dingy place. They tempted him, allured him, and took man into a dingy place. Man is bound by sin. And so the sinner hates what he's doing, but he can't help himself. Oh, come on, son. He knows that the alcohol is destroying my liver, but he doesn't have liver to save his own liver. Even if he worked for Unilever. All he knows because he works for Unilever is for people to be cutting soap for him. So y'all didn't get that part. You get he binds this lady and there are different chains for different people. Some people are bound by sex. Some people is not sex, it's pride. Some people is not pride, it's irritability. Anything irritates them. Good morning. What's good about the morning? Uh-uh, auntie. What's going on? If anger had an SI unit, there would be the standard. Mankind bound. All that mankind can hear sometimes because he's also blind. Also dumb. That's why the writer of Amazing Grace said, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. I was blind, but now I see. So you tell somebody, you don't have to show your body on social media. They cannot see it. Blind. I'm not talking about believers. Believers that are doing that, their own blindness has master's degree. Because a part of it is intentional blindness. Not... Hearing and hearing, not coming to knowledge of the truth. Or societal pressure. What you need in your life is not peer pressure. What you need is purpose pressure. So this woman, she's blind. She can't see. And guess what? She can hear those voices. She can hear the voices of the kidnappers. That's what happens to an unbeliever. The unbeliever is saying, hey, I, don't need God. I, need God. I don't need God. But every now and again when she dreams, she's dreaming of demons tormenting her because she's being kidnapped. Somebody say, I understand it. What is the ransom for mankind? The ransom for mankind, watch this, was not even set by the devil. The ransom for mankind was set by God. Because God said to Adam, "Do you may eat of all the trees of the garden. Watch this. You may eat of all the trees of the garden. 
But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. Watch what happened. Many of us, we always gravitate more to what God says don't. Instead of moving and enjoying what God says do. Are you understanding that? It happens in the social media crazy world. Where all you notice on somebody's post is the part you don't have. So you have a fine face, beautiful body. But guess what? You just wish your nose was pointed. How does a pointed nose increase your bank account? Fulfill your ministry? Attract your husband? Your husband likes somebody with a broad-based approach to breathing. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, I hear Cooper help me today. I feel... Are you hearing this? But we notice what we don't have. What God said to Adam, in the day that you eat of this, you shall surely die. Can I announce to you? Adam died not because, watch this. Adam died not just because of his own unfaithfulness. Adam died because of God's faithfulness. Because the moment Adam ate the fruit, God could have changed the law. But God said, I am faithful to my word, even if it means my son dying. Understand it, understand it. Death was in the garden. God didn't activate death. Adam activate death. God did not activate death. Adam activated death. Because the Bible says the power of death is what? Sin. Sin is the power of death. God has no sin, so God has no power of death. But he has power over death. God cannot sin, so God cannot activate death. Man can sin, so man... Are you following what I'm saying? It's like biometrics. You go to the airport, they check your iris, they check your fingerprint. If you are not the person, if your fingerprint doesn't match what's on the record, you're not given access. So the only way death could access the portal of mankind was that something in sin matched something in Adam. That's why Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Because you cannot use a Toshiba remote control to change the channel on Samsung television. There has to be corresponding factors. So he says, in the day that you see him, will surely die. Now, when he took up the fruit, he died. When she took up the fruit. Because this kidnap comes through enticement. And I mean no disrespect in any way, pure illustration. But many people, some people, not many, some people who have been kidnapped were kidnapped by their own long throats. Everything they must chop. Be careful what you chop so it doesn't chop you. Cut you like carrots into fried rice. Drawn by his own lust. Now, what did God say the prize was? The wages for sin is what? Death. So the price or the ransom is not 10 million. The ransom is a dead body. So when it says, I will ransom you, in Hebrews, uh, was here 13 verse 14, and then it now moves to death and grave. It's all connected. The ransom is good to see you, sir. Nodding. Yeah, thank you. I love that. The ransom is connected to death and grave. Are you following this? So this power that we see in redemption, he comes with the ransom. But when it comes with the ransom, guess what? He comes with the ransom. The word in black, but you represent life. This is God. The Father, he comes with the word. This is the reason when God wants to set a believer free, he comes with his ransom called the word. He sent the word and delivered them from there. 
destructions and heal them of all their diseases. So watch this now. God the Father comes with the word, but this word has to come. It comes from the eternal word. It becomes the living word and it takes on the form of a servant because it needs to die. It's not just the word. That's why it says, except a grain of wood falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Are you following this? So Jesus Christ literally died to set you free. Watch this now. So the ransom was paid. Come on, somebody say the ransom was paid. Somebody say the ransom was paid. Somebody say ransom was paid. But the promise is not just the ransom. He didn't just say I will ransom them from the power of the grave. He says I will redeem. To redeem means to buy back. Watch this. You cannot redeem except you originally deemed. To deem means to own or consider. To deem something fit. To own or consider. In law they say consideration. The consideration is the amount of value that is being proposed to possess property. So when it says to redeem you belong to God from the beginning. You were only kidnapped by pawn, by lust, by anger. You were kidnapped. You were hijacked. But here comes Yeshua Hamashiach. He breaks into the grave and he breaks into the portal and he says, give me my stuff back. And death says, or the devil says, where is my ransom? He says, I am the ransom. But devil, can you handle me? I feel the fire. Some of y'all miss that. In other words, I'm the ransom. But can you hold me down? Can you keep it together? I created you. You can't contain me. I will be your. I will be your. I will terrorize you. I will crush you. I will defeat you. Because when I bring the kidnapper out, I will destroy the entire operation. Oh, somebody ought to be more alive. Somebody shout power of redemption. Shout at gift power of redemption. I was originally owned by God. There was an interruption, but Christ set me free. There was misbehavior, but Christ set me free. There was a hijack, but Christ set me free. And he said, this one, this ransom, you can't do this one. No. This ransom has camera. This ransom has biggie. This ransom will be like no, 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 this one I'll be like chariots. <laughs> chariots of fire. I will burn you. He said death by the time I'm done with you. You will say what plagued me here? What plagued me here? What manipulated me here? There's a boil over here. He says I will so disgrace you that everybody that you held down when they come out of here they will look at you and say mm, Yes. I will redeem them from death. Or oh, death, I will be your plagues. <laughs> and grave, what's going to happen? I will be your destruction. Let me quickly show you something. This is under point five, but let me show you under this because connected somehow. When Jesus resurrected from the grave oh lord help me now matthew 27 matthew 27 51 to 54 then behold the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom you know jesus god did that on purpose so let you know, because the veil of the temple was very high. Very, very high. So for any human being to actually tear it, you have to be as high as the veil. God did not tear the veil from the bottom to the top. He tore it from the top to bottom to let you know that this tearing is happening by virtue of a higher power. Not only did that happen, the earth quaked and the rocks were what? Split, verse 52. 
and oh batakiso for sigalabeko and what happened the graves how many of you ever tried i know ladies might identify with this a lot more than guys you ever tried wearing a top that eventually made you stop because the top was about two sizes smaller than you. We're like, mm, I can. You know, <laughs> you know those kind of clothes that you, as you are entering, you know you're entering Wala. Because you are literally. Folks, be like, are you convulsing or what? Can you <laughs> help, help him, help him? Ushers, where are you? Oh, this is a total. Anyway, so you eventually enter and then you suck belly. want to hug you like it's okay that's COVID <laughs> like that but we hugged yesterday <laughs> it took evangelical outreach you guys <laughs> I had five points for this <laughs> eventually you can hold it longer and next album two buttons and a seam Sounds like a series. The writers here can write some two buttons on the scene. Boom. Boss. Why? Because the dress couldn't handle your body. The grave couldn't handle the body of Jesus. Ah! You didn't hear what I just said? The grave had to bust open to keep a body of life down so to prove that this thing was not just a Jesus son of God thing he said the graves were open and how many bodies many look at what the Bible says the Bible did not say many saints because the saints were already in Abraham's bosom he says it was their bodies it was their bodies it was their bodies. Many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, were raised, were raised, were raised. This was before Matthew 28. So as Jesus was going down, some old saints were coming up. He, oh, you are not hearing what I'm saying right now. Are you hearing this? Someone to see I'm reason. That's why we sang that song last week. No room for, for fear, I'm delivered. No room for fear, I've overcome. No room for fear, Jesus has risen. No room for fear, I'm risen too. We're raised. Give me the next verse real quick. And coming out of the graves, out of his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. In other words, the same way Jesus was able to appear to them, you know, he entered through doors. Are you following? Entered, entered rooms through doors. Those people could do that. So when you see sci-fi movies and people teleporting, there's a part of the fallen human soul that knows that's a possibility. But they try to access it through an illegitimate door. Through meditation. Transcendental meditation telepathy those are strange doors and they are doors of the grave there's always a trade-off something dies every time someone is able to access the legitimate pothouse of the supernatural through an illegitimate way that's why jesus says i am the door he that comes through the window or the fence is a thief and a hireling in other words he can access certain things that i can give you access to but you lose something 
Are you following? Somebody shall have the power of redemption. Shout aloud as you have the power of redemption. This power is the power of redemption. He rocked this power in Christ. I have the power of redemption. I'll read some scriptures very quickly. You can write them down. Titus 3, 4 to 7. But when the kindness and love of, of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So the power of the Holy Spirit was active in redemption. It was not just a, a, an action of, so a preacher preached. When the preacher preached, he was preaching spirits. John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. He says the spirit will convict you of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, of the gift of righteousness and the fact that Christ has been judged for your sake. So you don't have to carry the judgment again. Are you hearing that now? Through whom he poured out on us, how? How? Abundantly. Through what? Jesus Christ our Savior that having been justified by his grace we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life somebody say I am alive shall have the power of redemption Romans 8 12 to 17 most of us know that Romans 8 12 to 17 therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. So I don't have to cater to the whims and caprices of Mr. Kidnapper any longer. I don't have to. I don't have to respond to Kidnapper when it says, oh, you know, you used to have some gay tendencies or some gay influences. Now there's a gay party. That's a gay party, almost sexual party. You don't have to go there. You're not bound anymore. Somebody say, I'm not bound any longer. Some of you are not really into lesbianism, but you had a stint. A stint of lesbianism. If you look into serious, I might just start suspecting you. Just a little, a little bit. You experimented. What's that? What's that Katy Perry song? What's that song? Uh-huh. Don't sing it in the house of God. <laughs> but, but you know, those songs are programmed you into experimenting. Are you getting that? You, some of you tasted weed and you became one. <laughs> are, you, are you getting this now? Because you're laughing in turn like you're, you can't. Oh, yeah. Somebody's even tripping. Glory to God. <laughs> so you have all those things that you experimented with, dabbled into. And here comes Mr. Lion Kidnapper saying, I still own you. You don't own me. Oh, come on. You're you don't own me. You don't own me. I used to lie so creatively that the enemy got ideas into his scrapbook from my lies. But you don't own me. I used to be so angry. I smashed things and I want people eventually, if you don't stop, I will smash you. So you already smashed me. But you don't own me. I used to change figures on the job. And when it was 10 million naira, I added 2 million naira. Tithe and first fruit for my personal temple. You don't... You don't know, somebody, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about you. Shout, you don't own me. Shout, you don't own me. The power of redemption is at work on the inside of me. The power of the grave has been tormented, afflicted, subjugated, crushed, obliterated. I have the power of the most high God working on the inside of me. And some of you might feel, why am I working this point? Because 10 years into salvation, many people still don't get it. And some that get it don't dwell on it because the thing, they need something else. I've taught you that the cross and redemption is not the entirety of the plan, but it is foundational and central to the plan. So if you don't live in the conscious of that, every other thing will be like you're forming. He says, if you live according to the flesh, what will happen? What will happen? Why? Because the flesh is a kidnapper too. The flesh is a kidnapper. That's why it says you must subject it. In fact, let me put it like this. The devil is the kidnapper. The flesh is the informant. You know how informants will tell, will tell the kidnapper about your movements? The flesh has encoded information 
about your deepest desires, your greatest vulnerabilities, the widest windows in which you can be attacked. And some of you, sometimes your greatest point of vulnerability is after a high revival meeting. You will think that after immersion, you will be blazing hot. But some people, the kind of heat that they had a few days after immersion is getting hot in here. It's a different kind of heat. You could boil eggs, including a woman's own. Maybe we should open another ministry. Table shakers are not third ministry. Tam. I need to close this. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, but to what? Not to the flesh. In other words, Sister Feingel, when you have been redeemed, who do you owe? The kidnapper or the ransom payer? Talk to me, guys. Can you pay him anything that can exchange that will be valuable to the exchange that he made for you? Will he appreciate if you respond honorably to him? If you buy him a thank you card, um, anytime he tells you, oh, I need you to do this, you do that. This is your reasonable worship. Therefore, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that this body that has been redeemed now, you present it unto God. Ah, hey! Present it unto God. Present. Make it a presence. Unto God. He said, this one is your reasonable worship. The reasonable sacrifice, he says. <laughs> says. Because if you keep living according to the flesh, you know, uh, there's something called Stockholm Syndrome. Anybody know Stockholm Syndrome? The story that way back in Stockholm, some robbers came into a bank and they held people hostage and all of that. Kept them, I don't know how many days, how many days was it? Like 10 days or something? Who remembers? 12 days, something like that. A long time. And guess what happened? After a while, they started bonding with their kidnappers. The hostage people. People in hostage. They became hosts for an age. Then I was there liking, like some of you saw Money Heist. There was one stupid boy inside that. Money Heist. That was busy making babies. In the middle of And the silly girl fell in love. The reason many believers struggle with addictions and habits is that they've fallen in love with their kidnappers. Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. So even though you are born again in Christ, the enemy sometimes finds a way to impregnate you with demonic ideas. This is why Peter was following Jesus, but he was still savoring things that were not of God. To savor is to desire. Peter loved this life more than eternal life in that moment. Not realizing that the death of Jesus was the door to eternal life. Who am I teaching this morning? Present your bodies a living sacrifice. It says, if you leave a cunt to the flesh, shall surely die. But it says, if you leave, go back, go back. It says, for as many as are but if, you, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh. You know what I'm saying? I wish I was in the good state with that kidnapper again. You would have been saying things like, eh, my fault dress you. Ah. I, I, I hated the trim, but the voice was sexy. Some of you are smiling and laughing, but that's how come you ended in the bed of your ex six months after your supposed breakup. Because you broke up with him by name, but your heart was still craving that attention. 
Somebody shout have power. The first element of this power, I'll continue in second service. I've told myself I would not be rushing anything. You guys have to get it. You have to get it. You have to, you have to get it. You have to get it. Are you getting it? For if you leave according to the flesh, what will happen? You will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, what's going to happen? You shall leave for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. So watch this. Once Jesus destroyed the grave and death, guess what happened? Now there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Watch what I love about Jesus. Jesus won't say, eh, it was because of your stupidity that grave had power over you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. And how many things have become new? Tell me. All things have become new. But he doesn't stop with redemption. He pours the Holy Spirit on you so the Holy Spirit can now lead you. How do you lead? You don't know the way out of kidnap. You don't know the way out of Ogun State. But the Holy Spirit will say, don't pick that call. When he leads you that way, you're wondering why he said don't pick that call. I don't even like that person. You think he's saying don't pick that call because of your sexual addictions that he's delivered you from. But he's saying don't pick that call because even though it does not seduce you, it reduces the quality of your consecration. It will keep you busy for one hour and you won't be able to pray. He leads you. Besides still waters, he said, move over here. Sometimes you want to run, he says, stay over there. Because he has to clear the way. Come on, somebody. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry. Somebody shout, Daddy! Shout, God! leads you. Words now. How does the Spirit lead you? The Spirit does not lead you in contradiction with the Word. The words I speak to you, they are Spirit and they are life. So a believer who's not fellowshipping with the Word is not fellowshipping with the Spirit. A believer who thinks is fellowshipping with the Spirit without the Word will soon start fellowshipping with demons. Because Paul says, do not esteem any man above that which is written. Which means that the whole body, the Holy Scripture, the Holy Body of the law and the prophets and the epistles and what we call the gospels which are actually chronological narrations and the poetry books and judgment judges and all of that all those they hold in an encoded fashion the whole counsel of God's word the Holy Spirit takes off that word and amplifies it in your spirit in your mind in application and definition in, in versatility but he will never say anything that is not rooted in the scripture never We cry our Father, hallowed be your name, hallowed be Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hallowed be your name. We cry Abba. We cry Receive the life of Jesus 
It does not matter that you grew up in church. It does not matter that you can quote Bible verses. Even the enemy, the devil, can quote the scriptures. If there's anyone here who's not saved, this is your moment. If there's anyone who is saved, let Thanksgiving bubble out of your spirit. I taught you three Sundays ago. Thanksgiving is the natural response of the redeemed. That's why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let Thanksgiving flow out of your lips. Sing a new song. Make a new sound unto the Lord. But if there's anyone here who has not received the life of Jesus, please, wherever you are, right in the spot where you are, you can place your hand on your chest. You can place your hand on your chest. Somebody from our team will be looking out for you. Wherever you are, but whatever you do, don't just look at me. Don't just be quiet. I feel something strong in the atmosphere right now. And in the few moments that we have, we cry. Please place your hand on your chest and let's all say this prayer together. Oh God, everyone say, oh God, thank you for your love for me. I am grateful for the opportunity to hear your word. Today I respond to your word. I acknowledge that in my humanity, I am fallen, a sinner desperately in need of mercy today I believe this word I have heard I believe that Jesus Jesus is the Christ Jesus Christ is the Son of God I believe that you came as a man that you lived as a man you died as a man you resurrected as a man you were reunited as a man resurrected and reunited as a man so I place my faith in you Jesus as my savior as my lord as my owner as the occupant of my life as my ransom payer you have set me free from the kidnappers I'm no longer kidnapped I'm no longer kidnapped I'm free generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this now